And that's why you need to play the D major seven. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. The D major seven, man. It changed the game. It does. I mean, it's not just that E9. It's all of them. It's both of them together. Hard panned. Like this. Yeah. Hard panned. So yeah, that little video uh, netted me 50,000 views on TikTok. Sweet. And um, we're currently locked out of the Cover Band Confidential TikTok account. Um, it, was, it? It, was li- well, it was linked through Instagram, uh-huh. and then Instagram turned off the login through Instagram feature, and uh, I'm still in the process of trying to recover both it and the warped account. So gotcha. I just started posting all of our content on my personal page, and this one just kind of took off. And I think it was like the perfect storm. It was a 30-second piece of video that was interesting, informative, and cool. Um, sometimes you, you can honestly, have one of the three. Here's the other thing. I didn't believe you until I sat down with my guitar and did it myself. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll be damned. Listen yeah. to the thing. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think so, that's, yeah, uh, and that's, it was good. That's what I, what I did is that I've been listening to it and I was like, I know there's something here and I can't figure it out. So I've, I, I got the learn track yeah. off a of karaoke version and it's one guitar track on there, but you can hear it coming either side. So I put it into logic. I, I panned it hard left and I bounced it and then I panned it hard right and I bounced mm. it and I was like, what are these things? And I, I, I managed to figure it out. Good. So yeah, my neuroses uh, netted me a little bit of uh, internet uh, notoriety this week. Well done. Uh, you were gone. I was gone last week. I was gone. I was gone. I was, I was left defending first, myself. Um, you know, part of my job, um, in real estate tech, uh, involves a lot of conferences where we get together and, uh, mostly drink. Um, it is real estate after all. The conference that I go to is th- this particular one this last week is known for it. They have a, a bloody Mary bar the morning of the second day and a mimosa bar the morning of the third day. That you like, you go get your Bloody Mary, bring it back into session, and sit there talking yeah. about important technical stuff with drinks. It's uh, it's um. So I came back and detoxed on Friday. Nice. Needed it badly. So, but Alyssa, so, I, I love that episode you, you put out. Yeah, it was uh, it was just it was good timing because um, Nathan and I have been talking about this whole thrust of you know kind of changing things up, mm-hmm. and um, I've been noticing that. In the Slack channel and in the Facebook group, we we have a lot of drummers in our midst, and um, we are as as you know, guitar players. We don't talk about drums very much, so yeah. it seemed like a very good yeah. thing to talk about. Yeah, and as, you know, as I imagine him sitting there on stage with the full band in front of an octopad, like mm-hmm. that's that's um that is a that's a leap, that's a real change from you know, what, what a band is supposed to look like in my head. Yeah. And, um, but it's really cool and I'm really glad it's working. Yeah. So we've started, um, using the acoustic kick with that. Yeah. Um, I, for, from a, from a, a stage perspective, it, it kind of fills out mm-hmm. a bit more. Um, and it sounds, it sounds really good. You do get again, a little yeah. more of like that yeah. real life punch. Yeah. Um, but we've tried it a couple of different ways. We've had it where he has like the digital kick pad like next to it so he can like swap back and mm-hmm. forth it's been it's been a uh an interesting process but he's absolutely right um we've only done two gigs this year with with a with a live drum set and That's i cool. don't think we have any on the books that require it yeah yeah it's neat it's neat i mean i saw i remember the video from rehearsing in your basement there 
Yeah. I saw him on that and I was like, is that just a practice setup? That's, that's going to feel funny when he gets in front of a kid. No, that was his kid. Yep. I like it. I've been trying to convince him to look at the uh, alternate mode trap cat, which is, uh, it, it is a, it is a, it's a pad like this, but instead of there being eight services, there's 24 hmm. and it's a, I mean, it's literally, it, it's laid out the way that a drum set is. So like the toms are kind of laid out a certain way. It's one of those, like, it's, it's almost too much. It's like, it's like the axe effects of like hmm. MIDI drum controllers. Yeah. It can almost, it almost does too much. Right. Um, and I keep seeing them pop up and they are still kind of expensive. Uh, so it's kind of hard to just make that call. Uh, but I think it, like from a, from a, a stage standpoint, it would look incredible. Um, and it would be like a cool alternative to the Octopad. Mm. You know, it's I, only like 12 times as much. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Speaking of things that are 12 times as much, I didn't bring this up with you earlier. Um, <laughs> I've been a big fan of my digital mixer, the Soundcraft UI 24R. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been great. It's done great for me until, um, three weeks ago when it suddenly was less great. No worky. The, the, and the mode of less great it is, is everything seems to be working, but no sound comes out of it. Hmm. Just like the core thing. Like the scent is all I really want is sound to come out of it. And it's not doing that. So I had a little time with it, um, over the last weekend and I, um, I broke it down. I took the rig. I plugged all of you know, mic, cables, speaker into a different mixer. They all worked. Yep. Isolated. I, um, I, I, I reset it. I reset it to a clean preset. So anything mm-hmm. that was like soloed secretly and I was not missing. Yeah. Out. Cause we were talking about like there being like a gremlin in the system a couple of months ago. Something. Yeah. Something there was like some weird, some weird, um, crackling in it that I couldn't, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. isolate. Right. I can't get audio to come out the mains. Or a spot checking, like I did, tried it Aux 3. Aux 1 and 2 was full of the outputs into my uh, in-ears. But Aux 3, yeah. no audio coming out. I can see signal happening on the iPad, yeah, 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 but yeah. no sound is happening through the speakers. So it's now we're now to the point of needing professional help, I think, um, for the device. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond yeah. help. Um, <laughs> Agreed. And so uh, not having a backup for that has been always been kind of on my mind. And now probably mm-hmm. it's the time to pick up that backup. So I'm shopping for stuff. I know you're an uh, uh, X32 rack dude yep um there are offerings from mackie yep that i'm looking at the Um, dl32r is looks amazing yep um personas has a studio live as a rack option yeah Yeah. um so i'm shopping and anybody who has a, a a dog in the fight so to speak should email us Absolutely. Coverbankconfidential at gmail.com. Yeah, coverbankconfidential at gmail.com. I want your input. I want your thoughts because uh, I'm about to drop possibly as much Some as 2,000 bones on um, something, something. I don't know what. Something. I have liked the the Soundcraft. The thing that I really like about it, because a couple things, it can take an, uh, an, an RCA pair in for yep. tracks and it can record multi-track out to a USB stick. Right. So the Mackie can do the record out to USB um, it does not have an RCA in. I'd have to get, I'd have to bring audio in to, uh, an XLR pair, which wouldn't be the end of the world, but, but sure. It's not as handy as the cable I already own. Right. Um, anyway, your thoughts wanted, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're, uh, we, we got a, I got a little money in, in the bank and I'm starting to think there's some things that we need to reinvest in, mm-hmm. um, stuff, you know, we're kind of getting into the, the wear and tear 
uh, era of some of the purchases we've made, uh, starting with the speaker bags that I purchased with the QSCs. The zippers have completely just given up. Zippers and handles, always the first thing to go. So I'm actually considering, a friend of mine brought this up and I hadn't really considered it, but it seems like a, a fairly smart idea. It's like, well, what if you went to like an alterations place? Like zippers or zippers? Like, <laughs> couldn't they just replace it's it? I was like, it's, not like huh. a, it's not a banned zipper. Yeah. And so, Smart. you know, thinking about that versus spending $200 on replacements, like, and throwing the other ones away, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm toying with that idea. I've always been fussy about people actually using the Velcro wrap on handles and like closing mm -hmm. the handle before carrying the thing. Because if you pick it up yeah. by one handle, it's not built for that. It's going to tear that handle right off. And if you, Correct. if you just have the discipline to close that piece of Velcro, you will um, extend the life of your bag by a, a lot. Yeah. So let's see what else. So last week I did two gigs in one weekend. Come on. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, and I felt it <laughs> big time. Um, so Friday night I did a solo acoustic uh, gig right by the house. Uh, now that's normally one of those, I've had those conversations where I was like, I'm just going to do it three hours straight. No breaks. Yeah. Not this time. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to do the exact same thing with the band the next night. So I did three forty fives, and that's all she wrote. That works. Um, nothing out of the ordinary on that gig other than um it kind of cleared out because it was starting to get cool you know mm. the weather has kind of started has changed down here and um so the last the last 45 minutes um it was literally just like these two dudes who just kind of wandered up and i was like anything you want to hear he's like nah play stuff you like singing <laughs> and so like i did a bunch of just very strange selections cool. i What'd did like uh, I did Dear Maria Count Me In by All Time Low, like the one of those one of the emo songs wow. from the from from Warped. I did uh uh Against All Odds. Nice. I did a lot of like sad sack stuff. Yeah. Um a lot of the the uh the ballady things. Cool. Um I I did what was it? It was uh I did a Frank Sinatra song, and now I can't remember which one it was. Um, oh, oh, uh, the way you look tonight. Excellent. I've never was, done that one before. Can I ask? That was a great one. Uh, and I, I, I was able to pretty much get through it. Like just kind of looking at the charts and comping the chords as best I could. Uh, that one's not too hard. No. There were a few of them that like are very, you know, and that was not deep jazz. No. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Uh, and I got to do my best, you know, Frank impression, mm. like, really chewing the words and that's right Touches playing with the phrasing and all that foolish heart it's more of the never ever change <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. keep that, that breathless, breathless jar. Jar. like yeah, yeah. how far behind the beat can right, i do this right yeah how drunk was he yeah so that was fun um and then I did. I will. I will say this. Uh, I had been complaining about the voice live not giving me enough signal and having like weird things like that. I punted in and ran it through uh, just like a PV mixer I had hmm. in the uh, in the closet. Had plenty of signal. Uh, was really like pushing some some serious air. So uh, I was able to do it with a single uh, K12, uh, pushing it pretty pretty solidly, and uh, it sounded good. All right, good. So that was good. Good. And then, uh, let's see what else we, uh, so the next night we did, uh, did a private party, which was a repeat gig. We've done, I think this is the fourth time we've done it. Mm. The first time they've ever 
honored the uh, contract and put a stage up, uh, which was very nice. Excellent. Uh, it was n- because we have definitely had some uh, drunken proximity issues, um, which didn't happen this time uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, they didn't have they had a bartender one year, and that bartender uh, proceeded to drink all of the drinks that he was bartending, and then <laughs> like blacked out. And oh. the lady who hired him had to like help him get home. It was it was a very strange situation. This year, just beer. Yeah. Um, and then uh the the NLCS was playing on a projector uh slightly off to our right uh from the stage. And uh the Braves won the uh National League pennant that mm. night. And so everybody was in a fantastic mood yeah. and didn't want us to play anymore because they were too busy celebrating. Uh, and we're, we're just happy just to have a good night. It was fun. All right. Uh, we did have uh, two subs, two new people. We had, a, we had a female bass player and a female front of house. And uh, both of them were incredible. Awesome. Uh, left-handed Berkeley grad who plays a left-handed bass strung like a right-handed bass, but upside down. <laughs> So like all of the no- all of the low notes are up on the top of the neck or I guess the bottom of the Toward neck the depending on how you're looking at. And so like we were trying to like help her w- with a couple of changes cuz we we do things a little bit differently and I'm looking at what she is doing and like I could not yeah. I could not do the <laughs> the music math in my yeah, head. Yeah. But she crushed like it was like outstandingly good and she was super fun to hang out with and, Awesome. Um and then uh, the the front house girl was uh, very capable, super confident, very fun to hang out with. And I told uh, Chris, our MD, I was like, I want her as first call from here on out. Like, I, I don't want to work with anybody else. She was she was that good. That's it great. was awesome. That's great. So very victorious weekend. Very good. And uh, and that's that's it. Okay, that's all I got. All right. Well, I did uh, I did a solo acoustic and uh, a karaoke and kind of nothing to. Nothing right home about pretty, pretty, uh, straight ahead gigs. No, no, no big excitement. Um, no Disney songs. I played, um, the song with the reindeer from frozen Two. the, um, the, the, you know, eighties ballad parody from frozen Two. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. because there was a bunch of kids running around at the solo acoustic show and I did, I stopped them in their tracks and they sang along with me. It was, it was awesome. Um, have a couple of those in your pocket if you can. It's, it's, it's yeah, worth... Happy by Pharrell is one of one Happy, of those. For me. Yeah, if you if you can pull out Let It Go, that's yep. pretty good. But it turns out the the um whatever the ice sled boy uh Kristoff Kristoff yeah his song from Frozen Two, um, which is bonkers. It has three key changes in it, maybe kind of four, arguably. It starts in G, ends in B flat. There's no call for yeah. any of this. Um, but uh uh but it's fun to play and um fun to make kids scream that you're playing so there you go yeah yeah i'm always going for that moment where i start a song and the whole room's like oh and so when it's the six-year-olds going oh they actually look at you like it's like a moment that's great so i had one of those on my acoustic gig that i do all the time but it was very strange i um i had a like as i got into the chorus of a song like the chorus finished and it got this weird like round of applause hmm. as it was going i was like that was a first it was hey jealousy by the gin blossoms huh. the only thing i did is i slowed it down so i made it more of a because I, I mean it's it's a it's like one of those like this is a happy sounding song with like really really sad lyrics yeah. so i just i played to the lyrics and when i hit when i said hey jealousy 
Everyone was like, yeah. I was like, he oh, okay, that was weird. Thing. I said the thing. Mm. So that was a first. That was fun. That's good. Well, I do have one piece of big news. Yes. My new project has a brand and a name. Tell us all about it. So longtime listeners or people who have gone way deep into the Wayback Machine will remember the first few episodes where I was a complete um, uh, punk uh, in the podcasting world. I thought I knew stuff. Um, what I knew was branding and I was beating the branding drum rather heavily. And in fact, a couple of times we answered questions in the history of this podcast, like, Hey, what do you think of my band's name? And my answer is, can't tell you. Tell me about your brand first. Yeah. I can't, you know, whether you're the, the question is whether your, um, name expresses the brand you've chosen. That's what's important. Right. And, and, yeah. and then if you think that brand will sell in your market, that's another conversation to have. But in terms of what, how, how good is our name? I can't tell you. So, um, so I followed my own advice and I thought brand first. So this band is, um, first of all, it's an, it's a brand that is, uh, about, um, high energy, fun party music. So that's not mm -hmm. so unique, but it also connects two time periods. All right. It connects pre COVID post COVID kind of explicitly. So it's like okay. old pop, pop and funk and R and B. And we're going to reach back into some older R and B stuff. But we're going to do it like starting now, like it's, it's going to be like time, time, time zero, year zero now. Um, and it's going to, you know, the, the, like how that's going to get expressed. I don't quite have a picture of, but it's very much like a new era kind of starting from scratch, new from nothing. Here we go from, from lockdown kind of ethos. Yeah. Um, and so the name that then struck me and I sold it to my bandmates and they all loved it. Um, the other thing is. One of the things that really worked about my name, the Clanky Lincolns, which struck me like a lightning bolt standing at the standing in Disney World, looking at the Hall of Presidents, literal Disney, literally World. where that happened, um, is that it's weird. It's weird. You don't know what it means, and so it, you kind of think on it a little bit, and that makes it sticky. People remembered that name years later, having heard it once, because it was like what what there's like a clanky Lincoln. It's like a little hard but to say. But also, people may think that you're like some kind of rockabilly project. Th that was so. That was that was that was one of the downsides. That is that like a place you could land from that uncertainty is rockabilly. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to capture at least the lightning of like it's a little bit. What is it? Um, there is a potential place you could land from the name we chose that is sexual. Uh, what right right? Yeah. We're not gonna mention that or lean into it but the fact that you thought it and then i corrected it and then maybe you felt like a little embarrassed because you, you heard it dirty like that's also going to make it sticky all right um so the the name we're choosing is the new strange okay all right and the, there's a, like there's a, a little process people's brains go through as they like oh new a new strange ah and then i say yeah you know people are talking about the new normal well uh... this is the new Right. And then that happens. People go, ah, oh, and they get it. And I think that, that mental process right there is going to be a crucial part of our sticking and the brand really hooking with people. Um, so yeah, we're pretty excited about that. The new strange, I, uh, went on Canva and made some candidate logos. None of them I think are it, but they're a place to start. Not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. But a place to start from. And I did stand up uh, new strange band. Um, so the okay. website exists. Um, and I grabbed the, Facebook page. Cause that's what I do. 
I, I own a lot of Facebook pages for a lot of weird ideas I've had that aren't probably going anywhere, but I put my foot on the name. Um, anyway, the new strange, um, pretty excited about that. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. And, and, um, and, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the big excitement there. The new strange. Well, that is fantastic news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as far as that whole idea goes, how far into the rollout, pre-rollout process have you gotten? Yeah, we have probably half a dozen songs we'd say are stage ready. Another dozen or so that are in flight. Um, we have two gigs booked, including a New Year's Eve show, um, just on the strength of my reputation, basically. Um, mm-hmm. so our first gig is December 11th, which, so it's like a little more than a month to get that together. And, and, and I feel like it'll happen. The four of us are pretty busy. So it's like negotiating when rehearsal is going to be each week has been kind of a thing, but we'll, you know, I'm going to fight to get us into a groove. Um, and if we can meet in, in portion portions of us twice a week, I think I'm going to push for that. Okay. Um, Cause we got work to do to get a, to get a show together by December 11th. It's, it's not for sure. That's not, um, that's not going to happen unless we push at it, but, but it's, it's pushable. All four of us are pros, solid background come from doing this. So, um, getting a song under our belts and, and like knowing when we can say, yep, good, ready, put it on the list. We don't have to deal with it again until it's like, we're kind of putting the polish on a show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, I think it's cool that, you know, we have talked about it so much, and it was kind of the the way I felt launching Warped for the first time. Like, it, after doing what we've done for so long and learning all of the things that we've learned by making all the mistakes that we've made, <laughs> doing these things kind of from scratch feels a lot less painful than it would have, let's say three years ago, five years ago, because well, there's, it's, it's that whole, like, you know, we've been working all our lives to be an overnight success. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what it feels like. Ready for the show. Look, I've been getting ready for the show for 20 years. Exactly. Oh, speaking of which, um, I'm in the process of going through, uh, Dave Grohl's book, Hmm. the storyteller on audible. Cool. It is phenomenal. Mm. Cannot recommend it enough. That's great. I I have teared up multiple times working through it, and uh, I still have like three hours to go. So. He's an amazing dude. Is it, it, is he reading himself? Yes. Yeah, I see. Yeah, he is the narrator, and um, yeah, no, it's great. I'm, I'm usually it's really good. I'm usually not big on audiobooks, but I might I might do that if he's reading it. Yeah, no, you need to. Yeah, for sure. So, um, other than rehearsals and stuff, like what, what's next? What, uh, what are the, what are some, um, well, I guess photography, um, we yep. got, um, yeah, let's talk, let's talk sprint goals. Like sprint what's goals. in the next sprint. Absolutely. So the next sprint is to get our first, uh, 20 songs stage ready. Um, and then we also have uh, photography marketing. I'm going to make a one sheet once I have materials for that. Uh, in the meantime, I'm brainstorming on, on, um, content, uh, you know, copy, um, yep. I kind of have a headline, maybe a strap line, but I don't have bio content yet. That's, that's next to, next to build. Um, yep. and then sort of once I have that, you know, the, all it really takes is a one sheet and some gumption to go out to venues and start booking. 
And so I'll probably start talking to places about dates in like January, February sometime in the next uh, month. Um, or whenever they're ready, you know, if they're booked up through Q1, all right, fine. I'll take a date in April. Um, but yeah, it's, it's time to start, time to start moving on that. And I think, um, but yeah, the very, very first sprint, it's 20, 20 songs. We already have, like I say, four to half a dozen. Um, and then some of the next batch that are like run it a couple of times, will be there. Some that are like, boy, that's a disaster. Um, I had to break down for the first time in my life. I actually broke down, uh, everybody wants to rule the world into all of its moving parts and all of its segments. I, I never, I've kind of played that by ear my whole career and it's never quite worked because it's not actually as simple as it seems. That that's not a play by ear kind of no, experience. No. So I broke I have... it down and I wrote it. I wrote like I, I broke up notes into the chart and, um, I'm now clear about where all the parts are. I actually learned the solo note for note. I've never done that before. Um, so, uh, uh, that's a good one. We're making a couple of mashups, uh, and, and medleys and things that are new. Mm-hmm. Some, some that I wrote, we're using one that I put together for the Lincolns that was, that was really solid. And then a couple of, a couple of brand new ones. I think I've talked with you about, about those. Um, but we wanted, we want to have that be part of our ethos is sort of a medley mashup, s- seamless move from song to song kind of feel. Um, yeah. some, not all, but some, and, uh, uh, so there's some of that work to do. Too. But you know, I'm definitely getting that like new project buzz, that new, you know, new, new, Isn't that great, yeah, new, new, new thing energy. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember getting super amped when we were doing all the all the warped prep. Yeah. Good man. Yep. It's all you know. There's nothing left to do but the doing. That's right. That's right. So we've got. Let's. I don't. We, we don't have a whole lot on the uh, on the horizon. We've got a couple of dates, and then. Um, so we got one confirmed in November and I think two confirmed in December. And I'm hoping to see if I, I could get maybe a couple of pickup gigs here and there, but like, I mean, we're just kind of riding the rest of the year mm-hmm. out as best we can. Um, you know, after Halloween from like a life standpoint, things get pretty hectic yeah, because you've got family obligations and school obligations and holidays and all of that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we have had some conversations in our house and, um, you know, Amber's been working a lot and feeling pretty burned out. And so, um, she is talking about kind of taking a little bit of a step back and, mm-hmm. and, um, having her sub out for some, for some dates. I think we're kind of looking at that for, um, for the, for the future, just so she can have a little better balance. Um, cause yeah, I mean, she's, she's working all the time and, uh, it would be good for her to be, have the option to be like, nah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll sit this one out. So, yeah. Um, and that's going to, that's going to take some time to kind of adjust to, but I've got uh, a gal that has worked with us before, uh, who seems game for, uh, for the gig. And, you know, we have uh, a good, you know, working relationship. So it wouldn't, it's not going to be awkward as long as I can, you know, remember that I'm the person next to me isn't my wife anymore. <laughs> that's important. It is, it can be, it can be important. Yeah. Otherwise it gets awkward. For sure. Mm. Uh, So yeah, that's where, that's where we are currently. Very cool. I think that kind of wraps it up. I don't think, I don't think we want to talk about the next thing. Do you want to tease the next thing? So after having the conversation that Nathan and I had, um, and, and 
interestingly enough, you know, I've known Nathan for a number of years, but we have never had a conversation about our experience in Nashville and kind of our and just for anyone journey. who's dropping into us now and missed last week. Nathan is your drummer and was our guest last week. Yes. Your, your guest. I was out of town. Yes. Um, so and he asked um, a question, right? Which was great. Yeah. So it was like, what was your experience like? And, um, after talking with the folks in the Slack channel, uh, which is exclusive to our Patreon, uh, members, uh, so people asked, like, have you ever drilled down into what that experience was like? Your experience playing like, in well, Nashville? No, I, playing, being a musician in Nashville. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like? And I, I really haven't thought about it much. And the other thing that I'm, gives me a little bit of trepidation is that I haven't been a musician in Nashville in a very long time. It's been almost, you know, 20 years at this point. Yeah. So I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, I do have uh, a fair amount of friends who are still in that world. And I'm probably going to um, try to put my, put kind of put some, put a fence around my experience and kind of my thoughts, maybe like pitch it to some of those people to kind of see if what I'm saying still tracks, yeah. if it's still relevant, or yeah. if I've, you know, I'm just a, a boomer at this point. <laughs> right. Right. We will just have to see. Right. Right. It's yeah, interesting. That's it's, it's a really unique market, right? It's 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 unlike it's quite anything video. else. And and there are some other big music cities that um New Orleans comes to mind or you right. know, that 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 musicians have a very unique experience in. But Nashville's so much at the top of that, it's like I don't know, it's just kind of worth worth sharing about it, probably. Um, yeah. But only if it's sort of it, – it's only, probably only valuable to anyone if it's something that's current-ish and still relevant. Yeah, if, right? if, yeah, if my experience can be uh, boiled down to something that is still relevant, yeah. that would be that would be where the, the value is. Yeah. So maybe Other in an upcoming episode, we'll talk about that. Yep. Other than that, I'm looking forward to just like trick-or-treating. I've got my, my costume all <laughs> sorted right. out. Right. What are you, what are you, you going to be? I'm going to be Loki, nice. but low key. Oh, so I've got like a a, a ringer, like a baseball shirt mm-hmm. ringer with like the green collar. Yep, and it says the words low key, and then I got the Loki like helmet, and mm-hmm. that's it. That's the costume. It's awesome. Put a hoodie on or like it's a awesome. jean jacket. It's awesome. It's the Jim Halpert approach. You know. Yeah, it was uh, as soon as I, I I remember. You know, we've got Dragon Con down here, uh-huh. and so you know. In September, you see all of these cosplayers kind of going around and stuff. And I saw a low key, and I was like, "That's that, that. That's it." Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Perfect for pushing a um a uh, like a wagon around and drinking a beer. That with. will be that. That is that is the dad job. Yeah, my child is going as a deer, and she has decreed that we are all going as woodland animals, and I am a bear. Now I don't have a bear costume, and at this point, I've got like three days to get a bear costume together. So we'll see what we can do about that. I don't know. There's a joke in there somewhere. I, there is. There is. Around. There is. Hey, the hey, the guitar player is a bear. No, he's not. He's a wearing a necktie. Uh, it's a bear joke. It's from the Muppets. Have you seen the the Muppet Haunted Mansion yet? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, it's on the Disney Plus. We uh, we we checked that one out. Okay. A couple of a uh, couple of times ago. Okay, I'll check that out. Well, yeah, that's all I got. Me too. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been two weeks. I'm still, I still have people that are like, you still have, like, you guys have never met. Never met. No. Never met. 
we'll have to maybe maybe that can be our our Christmas miracle this year. Yeah, we can grab lunch in Spartanburg or something. Yeah, and we'll 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 make a we'll make a content. <laughs> All right. Produce. One content, please. One content, please. One art, please. Yeah. All right. Well, if that is how it's gonna be, then that's how it's gonna be. So guys and gals, but mostly guys, thanks for tuning in. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, there's so many things that you can do. Easiest thing is to just sit back and let Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band tell you all about it. We're just glad you're here, and we're glad that we're here. Yeah. Uh, Take care, and uh, have an awesome week. Uh, I'm Adam, and I'm in Atlanta. And I, here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan. I can say, this outro is like warm milk. I'm loving it. It's good. Yeah. It's 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 sincere. It is. It means things. It is. Either way, you've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of October 29th, 2021. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VamBand. That's V-A-M Band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VamBand.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Always be performing!